0: Hello everyone and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Nick. And we're going to have a fantastic episode that we hope that you fall in love with as we are going to be talking about Primrose Farm here and all the fun fall activities that you'll be able to check out this fall. So we have Allison Jones, who is the manager of farm programs and interpretive services at Primrose here to talk about all the cool things that they got going on over there. So Allison, welcome. It's so nice to to meet you and to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we get to talking about Primrose, let's talk about you a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Where are you from? Do you live in St. Charles? And maybe some of your favorite things to do here.
1: Uh, I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in a little little town called Roseville. It's in southeast Ohio. Um, uh, Went to school and moved out here after college. So I've been here since 2000. Been here 23 years. Uh, Right now I live in Aurora. We've lived in Aurora for 14 years or so. Um, and So I've been in the Fox Valley for a little while. Yeah. I've been at Permrose for about seven years now, um, and I just love the Fox Valley. I love the old towns up and down the river. I love all the architecture, um, the, the, the downtowns that they have along the river, the, the buildings and everything. It, they're just really cool and interesting, and I like the history of the area. Um, and, you know, there's great restaurants and shops, and there's a lot to do out here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So and you know, um, you know, being there for 7 years at Primrose, you know, I'm sure it's been a wonderful time there, but how did you get, you know, to that point where you're able to, you know, work for them? What was kind of the the career path that led you there?
1: Well, I started out as a teacher. Um, I taught music. I was in the south suburbs for a while, uh, about 10 years, full-time. And then uh I bless you. Thank and, you. <laughs> and then I uh I met my husband, we moved out this way. Um moved out to Aurora and I was, we were planning on starting a family. So we had a son Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to stay home with him while he was, uh, you know, before he started school. So I stayed home and was pretty much losing my mind. Staying home with (laughs) him. He was born in November. We went through that first winter. I'm like, I've got to have something to do outside of the house for a little bit. So the Fox Valley park district has a facility called Blackberry farm. And yeah, they were looking for, um, costumed interpreters and that's one of the things that they do there and they were specifically looking for they like to find people who have a teaching background education Mm -hmm. background Um, I started out with a lot of retired teachers there so there are a lot of people who were retired who were former teachers so I did that just part-time seasonally uh, until my son started school Um, and over time I was helping them I sort of did a little bit of everything where I drove their train I was helping out with their animals I ran the carousel, you know, I was doing a little bit of everything, helped plan one of the Civil War days that they did, helped develop curriculum for their schoolhouse um, field trips that they do. Um, And so I was sort of doing that. And then I saw the job open. My son was starting kindergarten in 2016. I saw the job open up at Primrose and I thought, well, that'd be a full-time position. That's pretty cool. I wasn't really sure that I wanted to go back to teaching. Yeah. but I kind of wanted to teach a little bit, which is why Primrose is perfect for me, because I do get to do a little bit of teaching and education. Yeah. Um, so I threw my hat in the ring, and then here we are. This okay, is how I ended up at Primrose. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I mean, have you always had, like, a little bit of a passion for farms, farm animals? I mean, obviously, you have a passion for teaching, but I guess the working on the farm side of things, is that yeah. something that you've always had? Did you kind of develop that over time?
1: Um, I've, I've always loved animals. Um, when I was younger, I, I wanted to be a vet. Um, so I wanted to go into veterinary medicine. Um, I grew up in a rural area, so I was surrounded by a lot of farms. Um, I was more of a town kid because I did live in town. You know, I mean, it was a small town, but I did not grow up on a farm. Um, My grandparents, when I was about 10, um, my grandfather inherited his family farm that he grew up on, which they didn't actually farm it, but Mm -hmm. there was a lot of acreage there was a lot of woods i spent a lot of time exploring um and then we had family friends that were farmers too specifically ones that had sheep so i would go out and help when it was lambing season yeah Um, i'd help deliver lambs and you know tag them and all that sort of thing yeah um so i did a lot of stuff like that got to ride in the combine and you know that that sort of thing with some some family friends that did have farms um, and so that's kind of how I got into that. I also really love science, and I was always yes. into science, mm-hmm. um, especially life sciences, biology, and things like that. So I did science Olympiad competitions. I did envirothon competitions, eco competitions, where I was learning about more wildlife and the, the naturalist side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, I always really did, like, I had that passion, loved dogs, loved horses, you know, loved all kinds of animals. Yeah. So that's sort of how that developed, and, and I guess in a roundabout way, I ended up doing what I wanted to do when I was little. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and I guess, how does that music teaching background, I mean, in what ways does that kind of prepare you for what you're doing at Primrose Farm now?
1: Well, education in general, um, I know most of these, most of the jobs they're looking for somebody that has an education background or a historical background, mm-hmm. yeah. some sort of degree in, in that sort of thing. Um you can sort of transfer anything when you have an education degree so they were looking for somebody who could develop lesson plans and who could work with teachers and who could work with students and who had that experience and i did have that experience so that that was a very easy transfer even though i was a music teacher um it's it's teaching is teaching so yeah. it, it was sort of the same the same thing i just used the things i already knew and sort of brought it over
2: sure and uh, i mean at primrose farm what are some of your favorite things that go on there
1: Um, I really love the hay rides that are coming up is one of our favorite programs. Mm -hmm. Um, Fall's just really pretty out there and there's gorgeous sunsets out at Primrose and so we get to sit around the fire and, you know, watch that while we're doing Mm -hmm. our hay rides and things like that. I love working with the animals, you know, it's like I I could milk a cow every day if I wanted to, you know, (laughs) and that's a pretty cool thing when you think about there's, you know, we've got these giant horses that we work with and we have the cows and just all these things that we get to do and then I still get to do some of the teaching um, because we have the school program that come out, so they mm-hmm. come out for field trips, and I get to interact with students in that way. Um, and it's also really cool teaching adults as well. I, sure. I don't have a whole lot of experience, or I didn't have a whole lot of experience mm-hmm. teaching adults, and so it's it's interesting when adults come out and they're doing some of the same programs that the kids are, yeah. and you're sort of seeing um, you adapt to that, you know, and you're sure. sort of seeing the way that adult learners are learning compared to the, the children, you mm-hmm.
0: know, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we got one more question here before we wrap up the first uh, segment. So Mm -hmm. it's our silly question, as we like to keep it fun and lighthearted here on the podcast. So um, our silly question for you, Allison, is if you had to describe your personality as one of the farm animals at Primrose Farm, uh, which one would it be and why? Um,
1: I would say it would be the barn cat, Clyde. Okay. Uh, Okay. Because he is independent. And he's okay. self-sufficient. And uh, he is surprisingly friendly. So huh. that's I would go with Clyde the cat.
0: Clyde the cat. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Well, that will wrap up our part one here. We're going to go into part two where we're going to talk more about Primrose Farm and all the things that you can catch this fall and in general. So we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. We're going to share some brief messages from our sponsors, as we would like to thank them so much for helping make events like Scarecrow Weekend possible. So we have our first sponsor that Nick is going to tell you all about right now. All
2: right, Nate, let's start off with McNally's Heating and Cooling. When the seasons change, you don't want to be stuck with heating or cooling issues in your home. McNally's Heating and Cooling has over 25 years of experience serving St. Charles and the surrounding community, making them the leaders in the Fox Valley in commercial and residential service repairs and installations. There's no such thing as a job that is too big or too small for their experienced team, so call to set up an appointment and feel confident that your home is getting the quality service that it deserves.
0: Awesome job, Nick. Our second uh, sponsor here is St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. As your local premier dealer, St. Charles' Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram offers a wide range of both vehicles and services for any and all of your vehicle needs with a friendly and dedicated staff. Be sure to stop in and see them for the real deal right here on Main Street. Located at 1611 East Main Street in St. Charles, they look forward to earning your business. We got one more sponsor here, so I'm just going to take this one, and it is St. Charles Bank & Trust. St. Charles Bank & Trust is a proud sponsor of the Family Zone at Scarecrow Weekend. Celebrate fall with them and be sure to stop by their booth and say hello. You can also visit them at their location in downtown St. Charles at 411 West Main Street before or after Scarecrow Weekend to connect with their amazing staff and start achieving your financial goals today. That will wrap up our break between the podcast. Let's get back into the podcast to find out what's up, St. Charles. Hello everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Here we're going to roll into part two. So Nick, take it away. Yeah. So I know we've touched a little bit on Primrose Farm
2: in part one, but let's just talk about what the basics. What is Primrose
1: Farm? So Primrose Farm is a facility. It was acquired by the St. Charles Park District in the mid '90s. Um, okay. And the plan was it was to be used for education. Mm-hmm. So the family that owned it at that time didn't want it to be developed and subdivided and and, and built on like the rest of the farms around had been. Okay. And so that was sort of the plan is we would use it to educate the public about farming in the Fox Valley, the difference, um, the technology change over the time period from like 1840, which is when the first settler came and claimed that land where Primrose sits, to now. Um, and so that was sort of the plan is it would educate not only children, but, you know, adults. We would have run the whole gamut of of education for the community.
2: Sure. And where is it? Where is it located? And what are the hours? Like when can someone come visit?
1: It's at, it's on Crane Road. Um, we're about a mile and a half east of or west, sorry, mile and a half west of Randall Road. Uh, okay. It's five north, 726 Crane Road. It's open 365 days a year. The grounds are open dawn to dusk, so it's a public park as well as, as the farm facility. Um, the farm staffed hours are generally 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's what we call our office hours. Okay. Um, but th- a lot of times we are there earlier and later, and, and it just depends. Um, Sunday we kind of we're technically closed to the public. The office is closed, but there are still people there caring for the animals, and you're still able to get onto the grounds and see them. So yeah, pretty much anytime you want, if the sun is up. You can go and, and hang out at the farm and walk the trails and, and see everything that's there.
2: Sure. And are there, are there any fees for somebody to go, you know, walk the trails, go see the grounds, like the no, thing? Or... No,
1: there are no fees. Um, we only charge fees for our classes. Uh, but as far as just being a casual visitor, no charge at all.
2: Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you said earlier about, you know, milking the cows. You can milk the cows every day if you want to. I know you have a few different class offerings kind of like that where you can milk the cows. I think that getting eggs from the chickens, things like Mm -hmm. that. Can you talk a little bit about those programs and what you offer?
1: Yeah, those programs are called our animal adventure classes. Um, So it's hands-on milking, Mm -hmm. which is milking the cow. Chicken and egg is our class where you come and learn about the chickens. You collect eggs, and then you get to take the eggs home. Uh, We do one called Hold Your Horses, which is horse grooming. You come and learn about our Belgian horse, Bob. Um, You get to groom him, um, and it's pretty cool because he's huge. So he's pretty impressive. We do... um, Feed the goats and feed the chickens, which that's exactly what it is. And that's good for the really little ones. We get a lot of toddlers that do that because it takes just, you know, 30 seconds, a minute or whatever, especially with the goats because they eat so fast. And then they're done and they can move on to the next thing. So it's something fun for them to do that doesn't take a whole lot of time. Um, And then we do, so those are our main ones that we Mm -hmm. do. And then we have other programs that we do throughout the year. Um, We did some this summer. There was one that was called Better with Butter where you could come and churn butter and then, you know, add add flavors to it or whatever. And then we also tie, you know, we show how the cow's milked and how that all ties into that and where, you know, how to make the butter. And that's a big... I, I really want to get into more of the food production and things yeah. like that because a lot of people are so disconnected with that now that mm-hmm. they don't really understand or think about where their food comes from. Yeah, so you I,
0: see it in the grocery store yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's a piece of pork. Right. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, that once was a, a pig. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. And, and you know, I like, I like to teach people about the just the process and the mm-hmm. amount of time and energy it takes to produce the food that we eat.
0: Yes. Yeah, and a little bit of the emotion too. I mean, you right. know, with sure. working with the animals, right. like it can be a very difficult process. It so. can be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Some, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard, and when it's hard, it can be very hard. So. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that, um, even in this area, as close as we are to, farms and rural area, I think a lot of people still, are there's that big disconnect there.
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, why do you feel that it's important for people to learn this information, whether it's children or adults? Why do you feel that it's important for people to learn about the farm animals, learn about you know the restored buildings that mm-hmm. you have at Primrose Farm? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, for me personally, for the farm animals, I I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like people see a lot of things online when they're researching things, and we don't always take the time to. Um, fact check or, yes. you know, make sure it's a reliable source, a reputable mm-hmm. source that we are getting this information from. Um, so I really like to fight misinformation. Um, luckily at the front, we don't have to do it too often, but I do get some people who are asked, oh, do you just give the cows hormones to make them produce milk? And I'm like, mm, that's not possible. That's, they have to have a calf to produce right. milk, just like all mammals. And, you know, different things like that where... You know, well, I saw this video that said this or that, and I can tell them, well, th- I can tell you that's not true because this is what I do, this is my job, yeah. and, and we do those things, mm-hmm. you know. right? Um, so that's that's a big thing for me, and another personal mission of mine is um, I'm very passionate about food waste because I feel like we waste a lot of yes. food in this country, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it's important to show people it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of resources to make this food, and so... When you buy it or, or however you obtain it and it just rots or you just throw it away or, you know, whatever, it's, it's just wasting some facts about that. Forty percent of all the food in the U.S. is wasted. So there's 2.5 really? billion tons of wow. food a I year that, that is wow. wasted. Yeah, that's a that's a lot <laughs> of food. <laughs> that is that's a lot. Twenty five percent of all the fresh water we consume goes to produce food that we never eat. So that's a lot of water wasted to, to just throw your food away. And then $166 billion is spent on food that we don't eat. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's that type of waste is, is kind of my own personal mission that I kind of throw that in that, you know, we waste a lot of food and the time and the energy that people are putting into this shouldn't be wasted. Right. So that's from stopwaste.org. That's the, that's the site that I use for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just the general information about things that people don't think about. Yeah, like, most right. people aren't thinking, oh, this salad went bad in my fridge and I'm going to throw it away. Well, you and 100 billion other people just did that, you know. Yeah. And so that's where all that waste is coming from. Right. So um, – and then I also encourage people to buy local. Like, we have yeah. our little – we have a farm stand that, oh, cool. You know, we have a farmer that um, he's a tenant and he farms four acres. He's an organic farmer, and so he sells um, every Wednesday and Thursday afternoon, evening, and then he, every Saturday morning. So I encourage people to do that as well. As, yeah. If you can is buy it local produce, like mostly you know, like produce. Yeah, stuff? he grows okay. produce. He grows a bunch of different vegetables. Um, and then he also has some other vendors that bring in meats and eggs. Um, gotcha. He has honey. He has all kinds of stuff that he sells at, at the stand. Cool. So, so and what yeah. time
0: is that stand open again? Um, um,
1: on Wednesday and Thursday, it's open from 3 to 7. Okay. And on Saturdays, it's open from 9 to 1.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So, you know, I, I want to start talking about some of the uh, the fall activities there. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that you said one of your favorite activities is the uh, the, the tractor rides and the, right. the hay bale rides. So can you talk about uh, that a little bit? You know, how long uh, in the season do you guys offer uh, the rides for? Um, and when can people check them out?
1: Uh, our autumn hay rides are coming up at the end of the month. So we're starting them um, at the end of September this year. We like to run four weeks in a row. Okay. So they start September 29th and they run through October 21st, I believe, the that that last saturday um we run rides at 5.30, 6.30, and 7.30 okay. on those nights. Um, we sell individual tickets. So uh, it's $15 per ride. And you get the – it's approximately a 30-minute hayride. You get some time around the fire pit, and we give you supplies to make s'mores. So oh, awesome. We also do group rides. So you can book out a group wagon. So you can bring a group of family or friends. We have, you know, scout groups come, soccer teams come. We have yeah. people get the neighborhood together, That's and they sweet. come out and run out That's a wagon. Cool. And you get a private fire. And then you get your ride and your s'mores. So it's it's kind of a neat thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You come out and we go all around. We go around our fields. And then um, when we're done, you go and have your s'mores and hang out and – have a good time at the farm. Yeah.
0: Sounds
2: like a blast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, so would you recommend, you know, people getting there earlier in the season or wait a little bit towards like the, you know, once October kind of starts getting kicked in or?
1: It's kind of hard to say. I mean, October can be so weird where yeah. when we get to <laughs> the end of it, it might day. be snowing. Yeah. yeah it yeah. could be really cold. Last <laughs> year we lucked out and had great weather for yes. all four weeks. Um I'm a little concerned that this week – or this this year, because we're starting so early, that it might be a little warm even, you know. Mm-hmm. We're starting at the end of September. So um, – but as long as it's cool enough to get the fire going at night, yeah. A lot of people, though, um, th- those rides are booking up already. They've already uh, bought their tickets. Good. We have people that come back every year with their group, and, mm-hmm. they, and they book it. And so um, – it's sometimes if we have tickets at the door we'll sell at the door but we usually sell out so i would yeah, recommend right. so if you want to come out S-A-T, get your tickets team, really. yeah. yes
0: great right. okay and uh you know i know you talked about you know what makes primrose so great in the fall is the sunsets and you know the views can you talk about that a little bit like you know if i go on a hayride what are some views that i'm going to be seeing and stuff like that
1: well you'll definitely see the sunset if you come out you know at 6 30 or later um the, we have corn in the field this year, so you'll see the corn. We usually see deer. Um, okay. Sometimes we see some coyotes, or we at least hear coyotes a lot, yeah, too. Cool. Um, occasionally, we have a great horned owl out there that we'll hear him oh, sometimes. Wow. Um, yeah, we'll, our, we have a little orchard, so as we go around, we'll go past our little orchard. We go past our apiary where we have our beehives. Um, and then the coolest thing, I think, is when we go, turn and go down what we call our cattle lane. Yeah. So we have cattle lanes that run back to... Uh, the creek that runs out creek that runs behind the farm. Okay. Um, there, it's like a tunnel. It's just like a, this big tunnel of trees, and it's really, really neat to go down through there. And then, you know, you turn, and we start coming out where it opens up, and then you'll see the stars. And hmm. it's just really neat. It's really relaxing, and, and it's a fun time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, how can people register if they are interested and want to get those spots before they fill up?
1: Yeah, we have uh, the tickets are for sale on our website, PrimroseFarm.org. You, mm-hmm. There's a link there. There's also links on the St. Charles Park District website. Okay. And you could always call the farm and make your booking over the phone.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other fall activities people should be looking out for when, you know, at Primrose Farm to, to check out besides the hay rides?
1: The, the hay ride is our biggest one. Um, yes. We sort of scaled back our fall activities this year because we will be breaking ground for a new building. We, oh, really? we were awarded wow. a grant. Um, and so we'll be building a new education center out at Perfect. the farm. Oh, that's awesome. So we're not exactly sure what the site's going to look like yeah. um, once they start doing construction. And so some of the fall activities that we would normally plan, we sort of... Are holding off on or they might be we might do them as pop-up activities so watch our socials watch our website um like you know there's one that we do pumpkin patch creations where you can come and pick out a pumpkin and paint it and do do all kinds of activities um that we would like to do again but we're just kind of holding off to see what the site's going to look like, and and if we're going to be able to offer that. But yeah, those are things that we'll throw up on Facebook, or we'll put on Instagram, um, or we'll put up on the website and be like, hey, coming up on, you know, whatever Saturday, we're doing this. And so people can come out and do and do those sorts of things. And then we're also going to try to, um, on Saturdays, along with our paid classes, maybe do some sort of activities, like we'll put out our Um, lawn games or we'll do something in the summer kitchen where we might be doing a baking demonstration or we might be churning butter or or different things like that where you can come and participate in some of those hands-on activities
0: yeah Absolutely. And so, you know, I always think it's so cool when you guys host that, uh, that barnyard dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I So that was like, that's like the end of the summer, though, right? Like Yeah, that,
1: that's the spring. That's our kick, spring. That's our spring, kickoff gotcha. to summer. Yeah. Swing yeah. into summer. We call that dance.
0: Yeah, I think that's so cool that yeah. you guys have that. So, you know, will you guys be bringing that back next year for yeah, spring, too? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, make mm-hmm. sure to check uh, out information on that because it's a, it's a fun time. I think I it really went, is not this past year, but the year before that, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. That's another one of our most favorite events that we do because it's just everything is transformed. Everything looks so different, and yeah. you know we've got the barn lights on and we've got the flowers out, and yeah, everybody comes. Some people come in their you know twenties and thirties and forties costumes. So <laughs> it's, it's a really it's a fun time.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. it's great. If somebody wants to get involved with Primrose Farm, do you guys offer volunteer opportunities or how would someone go about uh, inquiring?
1: We do offer volunteer opportunities. Um, you would call me at the farm or you could email me. Um, the tough part is a lot of people want to come after work or they want to come after uh, school. And so we're pretty much done with everything that needs to be done around three or four o'clock. Um, and then we end up with everybody wanting to come on Saturdays. So, But we do manage, especially in the summertime, um, we get a lot of high school kids in the summertime that come out and help us out. Yeah. We have summer camps that we run, and they'll help, they'll help out with the summer camps. So um, summertime is a good time for people to come and volunteer. Sure. We also have done where um, maybe businesses or corporations have sent a group out for one day to come out and help, you know, with cleaning up on the trails or cleaning up around the farm yards, th- different things like that. Um, so if it's a one-off thing, they come and do that as well. But, yeah, we have some regular volunteers that that come out and then we always need special event volunteers too so those are some things that we are looking for
0: absolutely Mm -hmm. so well awesome job allison you've made it through our gauntlet of questions we just got one more for you so uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the saint charles community before we wrap up here
1: uh i would just like to say thank you to the community for all of their support for supporting the the park district and for which you know primrose farm is is ran and owned and operated by the parks district i really appreciate the support that the community gives to the farm we get a lot of people that have bring bring out generations where you know they've brought out their kids and now they're bringing out their grandkids and um you know i feel like people are spreading the word about us because we just keep getting busier and busier every year which is which is amazing Mm -hmm. it's it's really great
0: yeah and that's a huge kudos to your guys hard work yes. and thank you a testament to all the amazing things that you guys do out there so mm-hmm. you know we we're so excited to share you know your guys story and get to talk about the hayrise because they are they're really unique and cool experiences They are, yeah it is so awesome well yeah well you know that'll wrap up our episode here you know make mm-hmm. sure to check out you know the the their website at the Park district check out the social media mm-hmm. go check out why you should go check out go check out why you should check out (laughs) go go see why you should go check out primrose and all the amazing things that they have there so um that'll wrap up our episode we'll have more episodes coming down the line so until then everyone stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you all next time